Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a medalist, and I love film. As Ice Cube once said, I think to me, reality is better than being fake. It's why I prefer a good documentary feature like The Fog of War as opposed to the silly stuff like a bloody action film. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you, Ice Cube, but I think there is room for both types. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Barry Jenkins, Kevin Smith... Sharon Stone, and even Bled Clambles. But this week, it is the brilliant actor, writer, and comedian, Alyssa Limperis. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you get an extra 20 minutes of chat with Alyssa. We laugh a lot. We talk about beginnings and endings. She tells me a secret. You get the whole episode uncut, ad-free, and as a video. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So, Alyssa Lynn Paris is a brilliant actor and comedian. If you've never seen her online sketches of her mum, you've got to look them up. She's currently appearing in Flatbush Misdemeanors on Showtime, and she's just released her own one-hour comedy show, No Bad Days, about the death of her father. I've seen all of it now, and it is brilliant. It's available on Peacock. We met for the first time on this podcast. She was an absolute treat. I really enjoyed our time together, and I think you will too. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy Episode 215 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by an actor, a writer, a sketco, a stand-up, an improviser, a superstar... A virologist, a uh, internet star, a TV star, and a world star, and also a legend. Please welcome to the show, can't believe she's here, it's the one and only Alyssa Lynn Paris. Wow, what an intro. I can't believe world star wasn't the end. You went up from world star. Wow. You thought you thought you'd peaked, but there was more. There was a There lot was more. more. There kept being more. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. What isn't a nice it? intro. It is. It feels nice. It's lovely to meet you. This is the first time we've met. I've been a fan of yours. I saw you from Well, I saw you from when you were making uh videos of pretending yep. to be your mum, which are yes. so funny and delightful. Thanks. And the secret to them, if I may, is Please. they're not remotely mean. They're they're like completely sort of observational. I think everyone can relate. And they're funny and they are like incisive about humans and stuff like that. But but they're not at all mean. And I'm sure your mum loves them. Well, thanks. That's so sweet. That's how I feel about Ted Lasso, too. I feel the same way about Uh, watching your shows. It's uh, no, it's true. It's a it's a I I appreciate that coming from you because, yeah, that was always the goal. I, I love my mom and she's part of the video. She films them and stuff. So. Oh, she films it. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Does she ever go, that's too much? You know what it is? Sometimes I'll, I'll drop like, uh, you know, Marlene did that. And she's like, well, you can't say Marlene. She might be watching this. <laughs> so sometimes I have to cut personal references. I like, ah, uh, there's my sister calling again. She's like, no, I don't, cut that, cut that. I can't have that drama. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me, but, uh, tell me how you, the very first one then, 
did you say to your mum, I'd love to make a video about it? Like, how did it start? Because I can see how it then became more normal. Sure. The very first one. Well, you know, my dad had died and my mom was living with me as an, I was an adult and she was living with me because she was having a tough time. So she moved mm-hmm. in with me into my New York City, very tiny apartment. Right. I was just spending so much time with her. And at the time I was making videos for a, a website. So like a lot of what I was doing already was making videos and character videos. So it was kind of, I was just like, we should do one together uh, with each other instead of for the website. You want to make one? And she was like, sure. So she had already been in a couple of videos with me. So she was kind of like on board with it. And then it just became a really fun thing we did. I love that. I love it. Yeah. I bet there is a lot of mothers listening to this who are very jealous. That's quite an unusual relationship, isn't it? Right. True, true, true. When we're recording this, I don't know when it will come out, but you have a special. It's called No Bad Days. And it came out two weeks ago on, on Peacock. Yeah. And um, shall I be on it? I'll be honest. I told you. I think you should be honest. I think you should be honest. Yes. Okay. I'm heartbroken to say (laughs) I've watched 40 minutes of it because I had to go to set. And then when I came back from set to watch the rest of it, the link had expired. And I don't have Peacock. And I was so stressed about meeting you because I thought, I haven't seen the end of this show. And it was so good. Okay. So let me think. 40 minutes. So what was like the last thing you saw, if you can remember? The thing that I found about it, because it, it's really interesting. You tell you tell the listeners what it's about, and then I'll tell you the experience of the beginning of it. You tell me. Okay. Okay, so yeah, the, the show is about losing my dad and hmm. loving my dad and learning to live without my dad. I lost him when I was 25 to brain cancer, and I was doing stand-up at the time, and just was very like, I can't go back to doing the stand-up I was doing. So right when I got back, I moved home to be with him. And then once he died and I moved back to the city, I was like, I need to talk about this. It's the only thing that's on my mind, but I can't do it at like basement shows. So I just started uh, making a show about it, a solo show of sorts. So you never did that stuff in in clubs? That was I did, I did. Oh, you did? I did, but the, the origin of, I suppose, the solo show was like, I want to talk about the whole thing. I want to be able to do some comedy and do some serious stuff, which I felt that you have a little less leeway on when I was doing at that point, like five yeah. minute or 10 minute spots. But then this show I toured on the road, uh, which oh, was wow. an experience. In, in comedy clubs and stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. How often was it a struggle? I, can I tell you the often, thing that... The, the, often, Well, yeah, because the thing that's most... I found really interesting is I knew what it was about, but you, and I think it's brilliant and brave and powerful and great, but there's no, you open, bang, you open yeah. with heavy shit, right? First yeah. line, heavy shit. First line. And it's a real like, whoa, okay. It's a real uh, sort of statement of intent for a yes. comedy show. And I could completely understand how an unprepared audience might be like, oh, gee whiz. <laughs> gee whiz. <laughs> Totally, and, totally. Yeah, so that must have been so interesting with different audiences. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say, well, one, when I would do it on the road, I would always uh, preface, I would get, I would do a little bit of crowd work before going mm-hmm. into that so that that wasn't the, the first thing. Um, and yeah. same with on the day of the taping, I did some crowd work okay. before that. But yeah, the road was interesting. I mean, sometimes uh, you'd be surprised and it's like, oh, this audience came on board with me. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, this is a bachelorette party and it's not their oh fault, but we're, <laughs> we're not. Have you heard me? I've said this a couple of times, but it's, I think it's worth repeating. Have you ever done shows in Philly? No. Okay. So how about Boston? No, no, I haven't. I've, okay. I've only done okay. New York and you LA. Gotta, you got to tour. The, okay. New York and LA. Yeah. yeah. New York and LA crowds are like, yeah, kind and I don't know, more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Philly's really rowdy. They're like just a sports culture. They drink a lot. It's just a really awesome town, but it's very rowdy. Right. And I was doing that part where I run in a circle. It's like, the, yes. if you're listening, it's like the most sort of intimate part of the show where there's no jokes. It's like meant to just kind of... Yeah, it's not very, be, it's sad. Yeah. It's very it's sad. sad and moving that bit. Yeah, I mean, that, that I was like, this is, this is really sad. I mean, very moving. And anyway, that section in particular is tough. Yeah, it's... It's tough. That's why I stopped yeah. doing the show early on because that part started making me cry every time. And I was like, I got to stop. Yeah. So it's like a sad, it's a sad part. And as I'm doing it, I like go down on the ground for that part where he's in a coma. And I just hear someone in the back just go, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 and, you know, at that point, you can't really even like joke out of it. Because the point, like yeah. if it were a joke part, but it was yeah. like, I just got to kind of take it. <laughs> Shit. Did you carry on with the show or did you have backup stuff? I care. I would say I carried on with the show. 
And I got off stage. My, one of my best friends opened for me, and we were both just like, "All right, this is this is this is different." But it helped me because then mm-hmm. every time moving forward, I opened my shows by talking about that and being like, "So this is gonna be weird. This th- yeah. this is gonna be." Di-. And then it almost like helped along my tour that I was like, "It's not gonna get worse than that." So when I got to the taping, I wasn't super scared. Yeah. It's such a thing. Like, listen, I don't know if you've ever heard this podcast, but but one of the reasons I do I it is is for well, uh, good. Thank you. I don't know if you like it. And I, I watched and I listened to the whole episode, so not to brag or whatever. Oh, but yeah, you didn't? Okay. <laughs> I listened to Bill Hader's yeah. entire episode. So yeah, someone's uh, making more of an effort, and it shows. <laughs> but you know, I, I I like to talk about death on it, and and one of the reasons is because. I think it's something we don't talk about enough generally totally. and, and, and it's obviously a part of everyone's life. But I also, what's interesting about your show and I wonder the experience of you making it and different audiences is because it is something we don't talk about enough, I don't think generally as a culture, A, it scares us and B, it makes us sad and uncomfortable and we don't know how to deal with people who are grieving either because we don't, Yes, it, we'd rather not sort of look at it. And so even doing your thing, which is totally legit and brilliant in your stand-up show, I can understand a reaction of like, oh, God, I don't want to... I I don't want to hear this stuff because I'm in denial that this exists. Correct, yes. Or B, I feel really sad for you and I can't cope with having feelings. So can we we not do this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that's why with the show I was always wanting to bounce in and out. So it's like, if I'm going to talk seriously, then I'll break it afterwards with a joke. So that like, I'm almost allowing people the space to feel it and then be like, well, we'll laugh after this. So even if you're sad right now, like I'm going to give you a break in a second. Yeah, I got it. And then did you get to the part where people raise their hands? No. So there's a part towards the end where I like ask if anyone else like has lost a dad or a mom or a brother or sister. And, and that was really important to me toward, towards the end of the show because there's something about watching everyone, every club, every city, watching mm. everyone's hand go up. And there is this moment of like, oh, we're all like, yes, this is it, it's a shared experience that we're all going through, which helped, I think, that feeling of like, oh, you're sad for me. It's like, well, we're all it's normal. It's like it's sad, yeah. but it's also normal. Every one of us is is dealing with something like this. Uh, and then it ends on Zumba dancing and everyone gets up and dances. So, yeah, I don't know. It, no, uh, no, yeah, no. it'll, yeah, yeah. Wish I'd, I bloody wish I'd seen that. No. Uh, <laughs> the, the last question I have on this, because I find it all very fascinating, is having done this show, which you toured for like a year, I'm guessing, yeah. around that, making yeah. it to this special, has it helped you in terms of your grieving, in terms of moving on, in terms of your making... I don't know, sense of all this? Has it made it worse continually talking about it or has it freed you? Like, how do you feel about the actual stuff? Yeah, so, okay, so this show, I, which I, I talk about a little too, but I've I've actually been doing it for six years. So I have been doing a version of this mm-hmm. on and off for six years. And I think at first, so I would say it went in stages. Like at first, I do think it helped to talk about it because I felt so alone with it that I was just like, I need to talk about it. And then I think it hit a point where it hurt to be reliving, mm-hmm. especially that just running experience. Yeah. And then I lived life and grew up and, and moved and changed a lot of things in my life. And then all, the pandemic, and then I revisited it. And it was cool to see how much I changed and how different mm-hmm. I was from when I first started the show. And how maybe still I had some letting go to do of my dad. And I think that this final chapter was very helpful. This was a way mm. that I was like almost given the opportunity to spend a little bit of extra time with him and then, and then really let it go and, and, and move forward. So yeah, I think it, it like took me through the stages of grief in yeah. a way. It kind of took me through it. Yeah. So that must have been very emotional, the very final performance of that then, having spent six years with it. Totally. I yeah. we You tape two things first, yeah. a special, you tape two shows. First show, I was just like, and second show, I think I, I cried through every segment. <laughs> it was basically unusable because I was just basically at, yeah, yeah. basically at every moment I was, I was because yeah, I was just, yeah, yeah. Oh, can I have one more question on it? Please, please. Uh, what, what did or has your mum made of this show? And was it difficult doing it with if she was in the room or how was that side of it? I think it was like the first time, but my mom mm-hmm. has watched this show a lot. She's seen right. it a lot. She 
I was on the road and she came to a few locations and she came to one where my friend was at it. And afterwards she's like, your mom was mouthing all the words. <laughs> I was like, it's time to end the show. It's time. We got to wrap this up. Um, but I think that my dad was really a joyful person and brought so much life and energy. And, and a, it was just a really uh, big loss. So in a way, I think my mom being able to come on this, like see the show and see other people react to my dad. I think we both, I think it helped both of, we were both so attached to my dad that I think mm-hmm. probably the same experience I had with it, she had with it. Cause I know she was emotional too about it being over, but also she's now moving and she's starting, she's, dyed her hair blonde and got a nose ring. And, you know, she's like moved up. We're both like, yeah, we're both uh, different. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. I think we've both had a similar experience with it. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, it's all incredible. Uh, Elisa, (laughs) I have forgotten to tell you something. And it's weird that I didn't tell you this up top. It's particularly weird this time (laughs) that my memory is this bad, but I forgot I I just have to because I forgot to tell you, you I forgot to tell you you've died. <laughs> Don't no! I already I, I, haven't I been through enough? <laughs> well, that's why <laughs> that's why you you're done. You've been through enough. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's time. <laughs> I'm just telling you on a light because I am in absolute darkness. Uh, okay, Brett has this weird like not weird, but he has this like fuzziness weird. behind yeah. him, and then. It was very, you said I died, and then you sort of became a ghost, yeah, and you and disappeared into the background. Yes, yes, look at, and then, well, now with the light, it's a little less profound, but there it is. And then you just left, <laughs> yes, oh my God, yes, this, you scary, are the grim it? reaper. It is scary. You've died. Yeah, wow. Oh, coming this way, it's even scarier, yes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good stuff. Tell me this, uh, how okay. did you die? Uh, well, it's kind of. You ever have those days where you like, you have so much coffee, you haven't had any water and then you go out and your friend's like, do you want to get a coffee? And you're like, you know what? I think if I have this cup of coffee, I'll die. That happened to me and it was cold brew. And I was like, I think I'm going to die if I have this, but it was cold brew and it was almond milk and it was homemade. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta have at least a sip. Boom. Done. Out. Like because your heart went? My heart went. My heart Mm. went. Yeah. Instant. Yeah. Instant. In the cafe. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Next to yeah, your yummy. Next to my friend who... Your last word of, was yummy. <laughs> my last word was yummy. <laughs> yeah. Yummy. Yummy. Yeah. Which is the name of your next special. Yummy. Yeah. So you, you died in front of a friend. It's quite traumatic for your friend. but Now she has a solo show about me dying in front of her. And so it goes. <laughs> this is a business. This is a business. This is a business. This is the- <laughs> Okay, that's good. Uh, do you, I mean, this is a weird question I always ask people, and obviously it's very different in your case. Do you worry about death, I ask? But obviously you've mm. thought about it a lot. Do you worry about it for yourself? Is it something you fear? Do you fear dying yourself? You know, I'd love to say that I don't because of this experience, but my dad, like, wasn't ready for, he was mm. scared, and he wasn't ready, and I think that that tripped me out a little, this feeling of, like, I don't know, I guess when you're young, you kind of assume, like, when people die, they're, like, ready or they're at peace or that. So I think he was at peace with his life and the way he lived, but he wanted more of it. And so I'm maybe haunted by that feeling of, like, I could go before I'm ready. So, Mm. you know, trying to do whatever I want now because Mm. I'm very aware of. But, yeah, I I think I'm still scared of it for sure. How do you feel? I feel weirdly more scared of other people dying that's what obsesses mm. me I'm, I'm much more worried about other people dying me dying I'm less bothered about although I'm mm. sure I would be at the time <laughs> you know what I mean? oh shit yeah I'm sure I would be like oh no no, no I, I didn't mean this no, and this, I definitely <laughs> I definitely worry about getting everything done um yeah you know so yes but I, I, I'm more obsessed about other people's that worries me more that makes sense because we feel it more. Obviously, the other one is we're we're gone. Yeah. Whereas losing people, it's like, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. What what do you do? You, what do you think happens when you die? Well, I grew up super religious, um, mm-hmm. so I think that I'm reluctant to believe that nothing happens. Um, I really do feel my dad. I really I really felt when he died, just this sense of like, 
we are all kind of still here. Like we are all still here just in different forms. So whether that, I don't know, I think you're still around just maybe you're not conscious, but I think that like we are all, our souls are all swimming around. I think I have to believe that. I just, I don't know where else a soul would go. I don't think it, that's what I felt when my dad died. He's like, oh, he's, he's still right here. Just his, he's still right here. He's just, just his body's gone. But I don't know if, I think that's more for maybe the people left behind than the people who no, died. I don't know if my dad feels he's still here. I don't know. I don't know. Do you talk, do you talk to him? Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I do. I, um, I sort of find him in, I would say, quiet and nature. And um, if I need him, he seems to show up in ways that maybe are even just my own fabrication or maybe I'm just looking for it. But I do still... And he's like very much within me. So I, I do still feel, I do still feel him. And sometimes I, we used to sort of like do this to each other. So sometimes I'll mm. give a little, maybe I'll give a little to him. And yeah, but I don't know if I talk, I don't necessarily hold conversations with him. Well, here's the thing. There is a heaven. Uh, in the case of your dad, it goes, I think that it goes both ways that, that you're, that you, your soul does stick around and hang out with you. Uh, if you so wish, but in your case, you're going to heaven. But for a bit, like the you cloudy can come one, back. the cloudy one. I'm going to the. It's I'm the, going to the big, the big one, the, the gates and the clouds the, and the. You angels. made it to the big one. Now, hell it's still, yeah! But we don't say that there. What is <laughs> it? <laughs> what is it? Call, uh, what is your favorite thing? Because it's filled with your favorite thing. What is it? Oh my gosh, Swedish fish! I don't know. Okay. Well, the seats are made of Swedish fish. The walls oh are made of Swedish The place absolutely reeks and it's your heaven. And uh, there's Swedish fish served on trays, morning, noon wow. and night. The wow. coffee is blended Swedish fish. The hey, cereal I'm, is wheat Swedish fish. Coffee took me down. I don't want to yeah. see coffee again once I'm up there. Coffee, <laughs> even you saying it is kind of rude, but yes, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. And everyone's very excited to see you. They're big fans. Uh, They've watched all of your stuff, including the end of your special, because they are much better people. Much better. Well, they have a lot of time. They don't have to make money. They're up there. That's true. That's true. Uh, And they want to know about your life, but they want to know about it through the medium of film. Um, Interesting, isn't it? The first thing they ask you is, what's the first film you remember seeing, A Little in Paris? (sighs) Okay, this was was tough. I, I... I think it was probably Matilda. I think I, I have a strong memory of really wanting to be able to move things with my mind. The the Danny DeVito film, the excellent Danny yes. DeVito film. Yes, yeah, it was just, it was so exciting to see someone my age with, with all these superpowers. And you feel so trapped when you're young, you can't do anything. So to see someone who is able to, you can't drive, you can't, you don't have a, you can't, go outside without holding your parents' hand. And so to watch this girl be able to do crazy things with her mind was exciting. Do you do you remember seeing it at the cinema or was that on video? No, I, I don't. I want to say on video at home. I feel like I don't have a ton of memories from a young age going to the movie theater. I feel we were a movie at home. You're an only child, right? Are you an only child? No, I have a brother. Okay. Is he older or younger? Older. How much older? <laughs> um, three years. Okay. Are you close? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. we're super close. We're super close. He, um, because I also remembered watching, this is probably a little bit later, but have you ever seen Searching for Bobby Fischer? Do you know this the, movie? The chess. Yes. The chess. Yes. My brother was like a competitive chess player. So that was a, that was like, uh, oh, that's really? also a movie that, I, that's probably the movie I watched most as a kid. That movie still holds up. I watched it recently. It's still great. Matilda is Carrie for kids. Discuss. <laughs> okay. So uh, there's a bit of a blind spot we're going to find on this podcast. I am like a big wuss. I haven't oh. watched nearly any scary movies out of blind fear. Okay, so then let's discuss this. What is the scariest okay. film you've ever seen? If ever. Okay, and I can't even say I actually watched it. And this was in theaters. All my friends were going. I knew I didn't like scary movies, but it was like middle school or high school. And I had to go. And it was The Exorcism of... What, Emily uh, Rose? Yes, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And I just remember sitting in the back row, covering my face the entire time and just like ever so often covering my ears. And yeah, because that was so scary because I was religious. So it was like, this could happen. To this this could happen. This is in the realm of possibility. This could happen yeah. if I say a swear word. Yeah. Or whatever. 
It's quite good, that one. And what, that was the last time you watched a horror film? You're like, no, thank you. I want to say, I want to say, I mean, I I was in a horror film. I probably, I probably seen someone. I, but in terms of like sitting down and watch. And so I know it's fake. I know that blood is not real blood. I know that, but once it's in my head, I can't stop thinking of it. How was watching the horror film that you were in? Or have you not watched it? I think, it, no, I, I did watch it. And I think it was fine because I... I knew it was like, oh, that's my friend Ron. So it was like, he's my friend. <laughs> so yes, he's he's a monster, but he's my pal. So I can, I, okay. I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still like jumped. I still jumped. It's like, how? Why are you jumping? You were there. <laughs> you were in that closet. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it scary when you were making it? There was one shot that was like in a dark alley, and I remember being like, this is. I, I'm scared. I'm scared of the dark. I'm last night. I locked my, I, I, I heard a noise. I locked my bedroom door. It's like, if someone has broken into my apartment, they're going to break into my bedroom door. This isn't <laughs> yeah, going to save me. Stronger. Yeah, I got two front doors with double locks. One's a grate. It's like, if they made it through that silently, <laughs> I think they're going to be able to make it through my, my wooden bedroom door. You yeah. bought yourself some time, though, and in that time, I'm That's assuming right. you're planning to tunnel out through the wall. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm channeling Matilda. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get me through this wall. Yeah. What about crying? What's the film that made you cry the most? So now this one, horror, I had like one. When I heard this question, I was like, oh, this is, I could, this is kind of my genre. <laughs> this is like, this is why I watch film. <laughs> so, okay. I would, I have to say Interstellar takes the lead that, when oh, when Matthew McConaughey's yeah. just watching his his children yeah. grow up, <gasps> that's a scene. I mean, wait, are both your parents alive? Yes, they are. Yeah, I I I think that that might have been like a. I think I probably watched it soon after my dad died, and maybe it was just because I'm like I don't even know if it's that set, but I was it was probably like oh I'm my dad's not going to watch me grow up, so it was oh, probably God. like it. Cause, cause, yeah, I heard that was a while ago. Now that I watched it, maybe like four years. Jesus. Co Coco, have you seen Coco? Coco is one of my favorites, and Coco, a, of course, it made me cry because it's a Pixar film, and that's they're, they're right. monsters. But Coco genuinely made me feel better about death. Changed the way I feel yes, about death. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's a, a perfect film. Yeah, it was so beautiful. It kind of reminds me of the way you introduced me, where it was like. I kept thinking, like, this will be the saddest part. This is where I'll cry the most. And then it just kept topping it yeah. and topping it. Oh, that's a good cry, that movie, though. You're right. It's like a really happy, sad cry. Because it's not... Coco's one of their rare ones that isn't, like... It makes you cry, but it's, like, a nice thing that is happening. Whereas right. in so many of their films, they're like, you're just trying to destroy me. You're trying yeah, to yeah. destroy me, and that's all totally, you want. Totally, <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, that oh, Coco. So remember me? Oh, that song. I mean, yeah, that's that's probably yeah. on my Spotify top whatever that list is. That but I it's the whole thing of, of talking about death and death being part yeah. of of the world, and the the idea of you live as long as you're remembered is a, is a very beautiful. Totally, idea. totally. It is funny now that we're talking about this. Yeah, Inside Out, Coco, what it sounds like in Soul. It is like remarkable that these movies are tackling like yeah. life's issues in a way that maybe sometimes adult movies aren't even quite doing to that same capacity. Yeah, they're they're really. I think you can take it, they take them for granted because they're Disney and animated and right. popular, but they are tackling huge. Yeah. Art, like in, Inside Out is a fucking art movie. It's, it's an art movie. It's encapsulating it's... consciousness through visuals. It's like, yes. it's an art movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Clever. Clever, that lot. Clever. And that thing of, like, making you making you cry, making you feel, but rewarding you as well with, like, happiness. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's got a nice balance. Yeah, it never leaves you feeling like, oh, yeah. You, Except Toy you hurt the me Toy Story has left me feeling just sad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's true. They, they learned from those. They learned. Yeah. They destroyed a generation. And then they were like, all right, we got to do a little bit better. <laughs> we we got to pick this trip. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hacks is back for season three. And so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Okay, what is the film that mm. you love? People don't like it. It is not oh, yeah. a critic's favourite, but you love it. And everyone else is a dum-dum for not liking well, it. Well, you know, I, I feel like the ones I chose people love, but I looked them up on Rotten Tomatoes. And I love Miss Congeniality. I looked up Miss Congeniality, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? 41%. That's fucking crazy. That's Isn't a great that crazy? film. That's crazy? I know, it's a great it's a great film. So, yeah, I yeah, I love Sandra Bullock. And I just feel that was that was one of the first films I watched where I was like, oh, she's like a badass. And she's it was just like it was a good, empowering film. Forty one percent. Forty one percent. Go fuck yourself. Michael Caine. Come on. Third, third best performance of his career. Yes. Yes. I know. I know. And, and, and iconic, I feel, too, like you everyone's seen it it's a movie that yeah. most everyone's 41 percent. my ass i think it's like legally blonde legally blonde wasn't necessarily critically acclaimed and now everyone's like hang on that film's fucking brilliant it's perfect it's a perfect film you know what it is yeah. it's sexism yes. it's sexism. you can say it you can say, you can it. say it. it is it is it's oh to, yeah both of these women who are yeah yeah uh, have are women power. women films boo 41 yeah. percent. boo boo <laughs> All right. They can't be pretty and smart. No. Yeah. No. That's it, yeah. isn't it? I assume that is where that comes from with the bad reviews because they're unequivocally good films. Right. I don't know. Right. Okay. Great answer. What's the film that you used to love? You loved it, but you've watched it recently and you've gone, ah, nuts. This ain't for me. No more. This, I feel that this is going to be, this is maybe going to hurt some people. Okay. But I, I loved The Notebook. Who doesn't? You watched The Notebook. Mm. Have you seen The Notebook? Yes. When did you watch it? I watched like it. When it came uh, out or recently? I have, a, I have a sister, so there's lots of films like that that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw it when it came out, yeah. Is she younger or older? She's two years older. Mm. Ah, yeah. Yeah. They, they, that's the thing. When you have an older sibling, they kind of call the shots. Yeah. I watched The Born Identity before Legally Born. Okay. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I've watched Daddy Dancing a million times. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I didn't even get to that because we were rewatching Searching for Bobby Fisher. Okay. Um, so I watched The Notebook like when I was younger and I was like, this is the most beautiful love story of all time. And then I rewatched it, I want to say this year. And I was like, these people seem to hate each other. <laughs> I was just like, as an adult, you know, you're like, because when you're young, you're like, oh, that's so romantic and so fun. But then as an adult, you're in adult relationships. You're like, yeah. oh, that would be a mis... If they seem to... The other guy and her seem to kind of get along and function. These two, they, they don't really seem to be able to like, I was just like, oh, that's going to be a mess. They're going to, that's th that's not going to be a sustainable oh, wow. thing. Sure, they love each other, but I'm like, they don't really seem to yeah. work. Yeah, they're to gel. Yeah. They seem to have, yeah, structural issues that are, yeah, going to yeah. really fuck them up. Yeah. Oh, and they're going to keep reliving this every day? Oh, fuck this. Yeah. Right, it's like every day we're gonna fight. Cause it's like, well, I don't think you have to. <laughs> I don't think you have to fight every day. <laughs> you don't wow. have to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. That is a bold Whereas take. The, the other guy was just kind of like super nice and and <laughs> easy going. Yeah, easy going and kind of got along with the family and everything. Yeah. yeah, and then this guy was like, but um, I mean, it's still it still made me cry. It's still beautiful but i was like oh i i used to really idealize this relationship yeah. in a way that now i'm like oh that seems exhausting i'm tired <laughs> who has the time you gotta do <laughs> chores and groceries you gotta work it's like, mm. i can't be fighting as well yeah yeah, yeah. you're you're really fit but stop arguing with <laughs> me 
Right. right. Like your hotness gets you far for like a month and then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now, but now you're like, you're, you're annoying me. I don't care how hot you are. You're, yeah. yeah. So true. Yeah. What is the film that means the most to mm. you? Not necessarily the film itself is any good, but the experience you had around seeing the film will always make it special to you. I feel like I might have misread this question because the way you're saying it is sort of sounding like really nice and <laughs> that wasn't exactly the I, I let me think if I can on the I mean spot it doesn't have to be a nice answer it can be I'll always remember this experience because it was fucking horrible if that's what your answer was well that was my answer that was my answer was not really horrible but I just remember anytime anyone wants to watch The Departed which is like yeah. I'm from that region of the world of the US that sort of strong accented region so anyway it's a popular movie and that was the first movie that I had a boy over and that I got caught kissing him and then because of that that's what made us made me have to have the sex talk with my parents and granted we were like kissing I didn't have sex for like 5 years later but I was like it was so humiliating and horrifying because it was like the first time I had a boy over Probably like one of the first times I'd like made out with a boy. And it was like, I not only got caught kissing him, but also had to get the sex talk after it from the departed, from those boys. Yeah. Okay. At what point in the film were you kissing is my first question. I mean, I I don't think that I was very invested in the film, the departed. So I don't, I, cause I rewatched it and I was like, oh, I, I didn't catch much. So probably, (laughs) probably early. Yeah. Probably early. And when you say they caught you, did they walk in? You you had your eyes closed kissing and they said, what are you doing? Hey. Or how did they? <laughs> hey. Hey, hey. No, I, I, um, we had like a finished basement. So like, you know, that was the spot. So I was in the basement and I feel my parents were just kind of constantly coming down, like trying to offer food or whatever. So I, like my eye was in, like the stairs were here and I was positioned this <laughs> way. <laughs> and I just, yeah, while we were kissing i saw my dad come down and we like jumped off each other and then my yeah and then it was like yeah did they I remember did they say anything in front of the boy great question i i okay. i think like they didn't have to it was just so like oh right. we're not like this is we're 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 not we're not doing this do you know what's fascinating that guy turned out to be a cop he he ended up becoming a cop <laughs> what? Right. so maybe that was a maybe that was a really formative maybe that was a formative moment for him too because that's the whole <laughs> that movie's all about about yeah, cops. and cops and, and kissing. kissing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think there's any kissing in it. Yeah, yeah. Huh? they both like. Oh yeah, they have. The... They're all at it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's funny. It. He became a cop also because he he realized what a thrill it was being caught. He was like, I want to be the catch. <laughs> I want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never that again will I be safer. caught. That feels yeah, yeah. I was. I let my guard down for one second. Never again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the film you most relate to? I do think this is kind of an easy answer, but I do think when I saw my big fat Greek wedding for the first time, I was like, wow, this is very cool to see a lot of my people in my family represented like this. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. That movie was like, yeah, it was all the rave at church <laughs> and in the family. That's Did you great. watch it? I have seen it. And I, I think I know a lot of people who feel that way. And I always find it, it's really like fascinating that, it obviously, it's the sort of thing I think that people say like, oh, this is stereotypical or this is thing. But if it is you, you're like, no, this is bang on. This is totally, actually very totally. accurate. And this isn't as broad as it may seem. I don't know. Like, it's interesting. That oh, it, totally. It really hit with so many people. Yeah, yeah. I was telling someone the other day that like when my dad started dating my mom, he was, and he was uh, Greek as well, but he was a vegetarian and he like was a runner and sort of a hippie. And literally... He had to, before he took my mom on a first date, he had to go to dinner with her parents before he took her on a first date. Wow. And then before they got married, my mom's parents were like, well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to eat meat. And he was like, all right. (laughs) And he just started eating meat. Wow. So I'm like, it's really not that, it's like uh, comedically uh, extended, but it's like a lot of that stuff is very, uh, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Love it. Uh, a little in Paris. What's the um, <clears throat> what's the sexiest film you've ever seen? Okay, well, this also I misread a little as maybe the like first time I saw a movie and was like, oh, my. it might 
it God. Might just, it might still be. might still be the same. It might still be because it is still yeah. the one that popped in my head. But I remember the first time I saw Twilight being like, oh, my God. You know why? Because it's like the movie is so like they can't be together. It's so mm. like it's so charged. It's like, oh, and that's how it felt like when you're younger. Like, I'll die if I kiss this person. But like living without them is too unbearable that I have to kiss them. So that experience, it was like such a young like, yeah, yeah, such a, yeah, yeah. I just remember being like, man, this is it. This is so it. So were you team Jacob or team the other geezer? No, definitely not the other geezer, please. We don't even remember his name. Who needs him? Team Jacob, of course. Hang I on. read those books too, and I remember feeling those books like. It, Jacob's the wolf, Taylor Lautner. Oh, then I'm the other one. I don't oh, want yeah. him. I don't want, I don't you want, want the Rob wolf. I want the, the main guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't, You yeah. want Rob Patterson. I don't have a nuanced view. I just want, I want Batman. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I'm, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go in any, I wouldn't go in anywhere near that fucking wolf. No, 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 I don't trust him. Those books too were crazy. And at that age, it's just like, you, it was pre-internet too, pretty much, I think. Like at the very least, I couldn't like Google stuff in my room. Like it was like you had to be on the family computer. So just to... <laughs> you must know this. I like this. <clears throat> that Fifty Shades of Grey was originally Twilight fan fiction. Did you know that? Was it really? Yeah. They, 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 she then changed the names, but the first draft of it, it was Edward, Team Edward, isn't it? That's no Edward. That's it. it that's Edward it. That's it. That's it. Edward and that makes Christmas total sense. Stewart. That makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. That makes yeah exactly. So there you go. So I'm not I'm I'm not wrong. I'm right in this. That was a a highly sexually charged yeah. series. Yeah, topped only by yeah literal erotica. Like those <laughs> books are pretty much right. I I haven't read them, but I think yeah. they're pretty much like socially acceptable. Socially like, acceptable porn. What Fifty Shades of Grey or, yeah. or the Twilight books? Fifty Shades of Grey. Both yeah, I guess. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. There's a subcategory to this question. Troubling boners, worrying why don'ts. A film you found oh arousing that you weren't sure you should. I think that that's probably also Twilight. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a grown woman. I probably shouldn't be picking Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't he? Uh, he's very old and she's a child. Is that the deal? I hope not. I hope not. Is he's that like the 105. Deal? He's, he's 105, but he's hanging out. Yeah, there. he might. He might he's, be really old, but. But he's fit. She becomes old too. He's but he's fit as hell. <laughs> Can you blame me? <laughs> he looks young. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess he's for. I guess yeah. He's been around for forever. But but I like to think he froze at that age. So it's not. He's not doing anything wrong. He's lived for a while at that age. Yeah, but he hasn't developed over the last eighty-two years. Right. He hasn't developed any maturity. He's no, he's just, he's, he's just an absolute. He's learned absolutely nothing. I'm gonna have to do his laundry. It's gonna be a, a chore, but whatever. He's <laughs> yeah, he's fit. He's fit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Twilight for both answers. Okay. Yeah. What is objectively the greatest film of all time? Might not be your favorite. Ooh, this one was hard. I think Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind goes down for me as the. As the greatest film of all time. What an excellent answer. <laughs> Thanks. An excellent yeah. answer. It's just beautiful and funny and, and smart and and relatable and yeah. And every time you watch it, you pick up new things. Like I feel like you could watch as you yeah. Yeah. And the idea of being able to erase your memories and then oh is it I, I often think about is there anything that you would want to erase from your memories if you could? Would you? It's very difficult because you think all these things make you who you are. Yeah, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I feel like there are some traumas that people experience that would probably be helpful to have them removed. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me this. Talk to me. What is the film that you could or have watched the most over and over again? Can this one be the same as the movie that I take with me to the afterlife? Yeah, if you want to spoil the ending... Sorry, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. We'll cut that. We'll cut that. We'll cut that. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I think. I mean, if I'm being honest, the movie that I've watched the most times is Goodwill Hunting. Oh, really? Have you seen Goodwill Hunting? If fucking right. I've seen Goodwill. I've got a stand up about Goodwill Hunting. I've seen it for sure. Yep. We reference yep. it a lot. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Why is that such a rewatchable one for you? Well. I think that it's, I'm probably homesick. I think it's probably something that just mm-hmm. hearing those accents just makes me feel, so it's probably like since I've moved to LA or since I've been out here, it's a, it's a real comfort just to even hear them speak. But I, yeah, and Robin Williams is 
just mm. so brilliant in it. And that's another great movie where it balances laughs and feels in a beautiful way. A beautiful, you, yeah. You, yeah, you get it all. You get it all. It's a, it's a really good film. Holds up, doesn't it? Holds up. I think so, yeah. I don't like to be negative. Let's do it quick. What's the worst film you've ever seen? Okay, I got I got a hot one. Go on. Worst film I've ever seen. I saw it probably when I was like too young, way too young. My dad was like, this is the greatest film of all time. It was Citizen Kane. And I remember looking at my brother going, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And for years, we would make fun of my dad and taunt him and go, Rosebud, because we thought it was just trash we thought it was just so boring and didn't make any sense he was trying to educate us and we were just like no this is terrible <laughs> it's about is, time someone took down citizen that Kate. is a hot take coming out <laughs> the gates i i watched citizen kane again recently i can't remember why but i watched it and i was like a it is it is obviously brilliant and amazing and and not boring but of course you can't watch it as a kid because it's about, no. like, the media and about, like, <laughs> sort of capitalism. And it's about it's about so many things that you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't understand so fucking adult. any of this when I was a kid. No. All you understand yeah, exactly. is the fucking sledge. You don't understand the rest of the film. That's what I was just going to say. That's what I was just yeah. going to say. The only thing that, that I related to is the, the sled. Exactly. Yeah. You don't yeah. rec- you don't understand corporate magnates and shit and no. media lies. I still like- don't. I still don't. <laughs> corporate magnate. I'd still have to Google that at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're in comedy. You're very funny. What's the film that made you, Alyssa in Paris, laugh the most? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Great. It's fucking funny. It's so funny and it's such a physical. I feel it's so much. There's so much physical comedy in that movie and so much. Uh, desperation and confident incompetence and that kind of thing is just my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That's good shit. That's good shit. Yeah. Did I make it past the pearly gates? <laughs> Let's see. Alyssa Lynn Paris, you've been absolutely wonderful. Really wonderful. I've absolutely loved this. Um, however, when oh, you, no. you'd you had uh, 12 coffees and it was 10 a.m., yeah. uh, yes. you'd been up early for um, a uh, a casting, which you got. And you were celebrating, you were buzzing, you had another 10 coffees, you met up with your friend in a cafe. And you, she said, shall I get your coffee? And you said, nah, I probably shouldn't have had 24 coffees already. I'm kind of buzzing. And she said, but it's cold brew and they've got oat milk. And you went, mm, that sounds delicious. She said, I'll get you a single shot. And you go, fine, I don't know what that means, sure. You take the coffee, you sit with her, you have one sip, you go, yummy, get out. And then your heart immediately explodes. And your friend, thinking you're doing a bit, goes, Yummy Ga? What? <laughs> and is that the name of your new special? Yummy Ga? Yummy Ga? And then you collapse onto the floor. And everyone's like, oh, she's now doing physical comedy. We know she likes physical comedy because of her love of Dumb and Dumber. Maybe there's a whole thing. People are gathered around, they're clapping. This is brilliant. Oh, she got the casting. She's doing physical yeah. comedy. Everyone, it's a win. Yeah, yeah, what a she's day. I'm walking past the window. I've got a coffin with me, you know what I'm like? And I'm like, I don't think she's doing a bit, guys. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? And I go, I mean, she's always been very committed to stuff, but she's been on the floor for uh, about two hours and you're still standing around <laughs> clapping. Like, I don't know. It feels, my shows are an hour, hour and a half tops. This feels... People are clapping for two hours. <laughs> two hours <laughs> straight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What a way to go out. What a way to go out. Not bad. Okay, sorry, guys. I don't want to upset your friend because your friend's not realised yet she's seen you die. So I said to her, listen, off you go. I'll I'll, I'll I'll pack up all their props and stuff because, yeah, it was a show. Off you go. And um, so everyone clears out and I'm like, listen, mate. Oh, God. So anyway, I'll put you in the coffin. But because of all the coffee, the 25 coffees you had, you are bloated (laughs) in a way that I... (laughs) You were much more than I had expected. So I have to, like... Stick knives in you so that coffee spraying out everywhere. It's like so much of it. Ah. Anyway, it's all over the walls, all over everyone. Stuff you in the coffin. But there was more than I was expecting. There's no room in this coffin. It is absolutely full. There's only enough room for me to jam one DVD into the side of you for you to take across to the other side. And on the other side, it's movie night every night. What film are you taking to Swedish Fish Heaven? to show the Swedish fish on their Swedish fish sofas on your movie night, Alyssa in Paris. Well, I'm changing my answer. 
You know what I'm taking? I'm taking Miss Congeniality and I'm going to go, weren't they wrong? Aren't we glad to be up here? These idiots voted this 41%. Isn't this the time of our lives? We're eating Swedish fish and we're laughing and we're having fun and we're growing. These idiots, they don't know what they have down there. Thank God we're dead. Thank God. They have Rosebud. They have Rose. That's what they think is cinema. These idiots. <laughs> They're watching stuff about corporations. They must These be so bored. <laughs> They're so bored. They think they have to do this. I'm watching Michael Caine at his best. Sandra Bullock in her prime. You know what I'm not asking you to do? Learn the history of William Randolph Hearst. <laughs> <laughs> ah, God is good. Thank God we did good deeds. <laughs> Thank God I went to church. I knew it. I knew the prayers would pay off. I picked the right God. I picked the right religion. I was you right. You did it. You did it. I mean, uh, absolutely uh, magnificent. A little in Paris. Is there anything you would like to tell people to listen to, look out for, or watch in the coming? Thank you so much for having time. me. This was so fun. Um, yeah, watch oh, No Bad Days on Peacock and Flatbush Misdemeanors on Showtime. I play Sydney, and it just um, wrapped its second season. Very exciting. Alyssa, I've loved meeting you. I've really, really enjoyed this. Thank you very much for your time. And Same. Please have a lovely death. You too. Good day to you. Good day to you. So that was episode 215. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 20 minutes of chat, secrets and video with Alyssa. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, but write about the film that means the most to you and why. It's a nice thing to read. It helps numbers and Maureen goes nuts for it. She really does. Thank you so much to Alyssa for giving me her time. Go see her show on Peacock now. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come and join me next week for a massive guest you will love. Yes, I hope you're all well. Thank you for listening. So that's it for now. But in the meantime, have a lovely week. And please, now more than ever, be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind. Sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbor, Maureen. Yeah, thank you.